Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Boom. Ba boom. Ba boom. Ba boom. You're listening to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy, this is Alistair. You're listening to Two in the Think Tank, this is the show where we try to come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy, this is Alistair. You're listening to Two in the Think Tank, this is the show where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy, this is Alistair. You're listening to Two in the Think Tank, this is the show where we try sketch ideas. You're listening to Alistair. Oh, sorry, Alistair, you became unintelligible. Oh. And that is the point. <laughs> that is the point where what? That is the point at which uh, you lose uh, the competition. It's sort of like life, isn't it, Andy? It's sort of like life. You know, once you become you know, unintelligible, unintelligible, you're, you're out. Sort of, you're sort of out of the, out of yeah. the running for any yeah. kind of... Uh, and you have to sit down. Yeah, you have to <laughs> sit down on the sidelines, usually in a sort of a place where they take care of people. All competitions should be like uh, games in class when you're at school, and if you're out... You have to sit down. Yeah. That was, you know, if you if you are playing soccer and you get a red card, uh, you have to sit down. Yeah, that's right. Which is sort of what they do have to do, but they should just have to sit down where they get the red card. And if you are, uh, mm-hmm. let's see, in politics, yes, and you get voted out, yeah, you have to sit down. Yeah, you have to and go, and that's probably what they do. That's probably all they do. Is they go to their house and then they sit down and they got nothing else to do. And everybody who has a job should have to be standing because that's better for your health, right? Yeah. Standing anyway be. is better yeah. for your health. You need to sitting down. One of the leading causes of death, death, maybe, death, if not uh, discomfort or mild pul- injury, pulmonary, uh, yes, heart thing, cystitis, cystitis, uh, uh, mastitis, mm, yeah. pulmonary mastitis. <laughs> Oh, my heart's teat is hardening. <laughs> oh, um, there's a toughening of the heart's teat. A uh, man is hard. I mean, his teats are just all crusty and crusty, crusty teat. Um, but yes, and then if you're unemployed, you lose your job. You have to sit down. Okay, and then we wouldn't talk about the unemployment rate in this country. We would just talk about the number of people who are sitting down. But then, yeah, you would have to stop people in offices from s- sitting. Yes. Because it seems like they're it's out. It's dangerous. I mean, they're kind of out, aren't they? In a way. They're yeah. kind of out of the game. Yeah. The game of looking for a job. Yeah. And, <laughs> and enjoying yourself. Oh, that's definitely true. Yeah. There's no question. If you have a job, you might think you're having a good time, but you're not. You're just pretending so that you don't cry. Do you think because the economy yeah. <laughs> would not work if everyone who had a job was crying all the time. No. Which is all they want to do. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously, we would love it if everyone could just be in business meetings just crying because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'd rather be anywhere else. But it's not going to work. No. It's not going to work. It's going to... All your papers are going to become stained. The pens, course, the yes. ink will run. You'll have to re- re- reprint everything. Reprint the, everything. Uh, the, the only industry that will really take off in that circumstance will be the logging industry. Or the sponge industry. Yeah, the sponge industry, which yes. will be... Uh, 
What, what, are we going to put sponges over the paper? No, we're going to just have sponges to mop up the tears. Oh, it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be like the dot-com b- bubble that uh, people are going to buy sponges thinking this is the solution, and they're going to realize we got sponges all over the office, and then they're they're really only keeping the moisture in the office, and, and then, the, the, then the sponge industry will collapse because they will put all this extra staff on because of the huge sponge demand, right? And then as, as, the, as the sponge uh, bubble bursts, yes. uh, the, the sponge industry, the, their overheads will be through the roof and then <laughs> will collapse. They won't be able to pay their staff. Uh, the whole society, logistical systems will fall. Uh, mm. Guys, it's going to be the end, all because Andy suggested sponges in the oh. workplace because people are crying. I'd like to apologize for the sponge bubble to come, everybody. Ugh. It's a pity that everybody switched off the podcast and when I said sponges will be big, started buying up sponges, sponges yeah. and didn't listen to the bit where you come in and say, and cautioned them. Yeah, You Andy, advised caution. I don't think there's any way of stopping what you've just begun. And, uh. Uh, you know, I think only a stimulus package could possibly uh, help that. Maybe something to catch the tears instead. Maybe if you guys all just put your hands under your chins when as the I think it's unrealistic for, s- for Australia to, to maintain a sponge industry. We're just not a big enough country to support a sponge industry. Well, I'm now, sorry. Well, now that we're destroying the Great Barrier Reef, we may as well harvest all its sponges, sponges. while while we're there. Uh, sponge mining, our natural resources of sponges. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> Oh, can you believe it? They used to be big. Australia used to be big. It used to be a big player on the world stage economically. Yeah. But then they sold off all their sponges. Sponges. And now... And now they got nothing. Now they're just a big bunch of sponges. All they've got is coal, iron ore, and uh, international students keeping them afloat. Sponge is definitely a word that should be spelt with a U instead of an O. Oh, it would be nice. So be. clearly, sponge, and yeah. it would be. It would look more satisfying on the on the page. S P U N J, sponge. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great rapper name. Yo, my name is Sponge. I open up the doors and I slip over because water's on there. But then I absorb it all and I walk away, dripping slightly. <laughs> I'm yes. the Jamaican sponge. Okay. It's yeah. ridiculous. No, well, hang on, Alistair. No, you're right. No. It was, it was perfectly legitimate. Yeah, you think so? Perfectly legitimate. Um, do you... Do you, uh, do you, uh, if you... If you could be... Yes. If, if you could pick one... Okay. The tulips, <laughs> right? Tulips. Holland had, uh, had a tulip boom... Really? Did you know about this? No. You, do you really not, or are you just saying no so that we Andy, have something to talk about? I'm I'm sorry that the tulip boom seems like such an obvious thing that someone I would know. I feel like everybody knows about the tulip boom. And I know nothing about the tulip boom. Okay, well. The uh, only thing I know about Holland is the color orange. I think they're really into it, and that's it. Other than that, I think they're into walls as well. Ocean walls. Ocean walls. Orange o- ocean walls, oh, probably. Yes. Um... Uh, it was the first bubble. It was f- the first like big commodity bubble, right? It was tulips uh, from Holland? Yeah. Okay, Holland was where they were growing all the tulips. Mm-hmm. People liked tulips. Yeah. Okay, there was a huge boom. You could get incredible prices for tulips. I think I everybody in, in, yeah. in the nineties. So I think I remember in the nineties people really being into tulips. This wasn't in the nineties, Alistair. When was this? <laughs> this is like in like the eighteen hundreds sometime. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're remembering. In the Some 90s. echo of the boom. Yeah. Okay. 
a boom echo. Um, I bet you, eighteen nineties. I bet you, if you look at the graph of like you know the Google graphs where uh, like the popularity of words, I bet you the the real collapse of the popularity of tulips was in the nineties. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but if you were to look at that, there would be a real boom in the use of the word boom. Uh, during the boom, and then there would be a real collapse in the use of the word boom oh, yeah. during the collapse. There would have been a spike again. Of the there was a real boom boom, and then there was a real <laughs> boom collapse. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so 1800s sometime. Everyone's pl- everyone in Holland, oh, my God, everyone's buying tulips. We've got to plant tulips. Everyone in Holland starts planting tulips. They stop planting crops, okay? Yeah. Then everyone, then someone is like, hey, these are, guys, these are just flowers. We can plant them here in England or Spain or wherever we want. Oh, no. And then there's a tulip collapse, right? Oh. Everyone in Holland doesn't have any crops. They've just got fucking tulips. Yeah. They're looking at these fields of beautiful tulips. <laughs> Sad. Got to eat. They start eating tulip bulbs. People were eating tulip bulbs to stay alive. That's grim. It's like the opposite of the potato famine. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's the, <laughs> the it's, tulip abundance. It's the tulip glut. <laughs> the great tulip glut of, of 1880 in Holland. Tulip glut. <laughs> <laughs> what are we having for dinner? Tulips, oh, again. Really? So are tulip bulbs edible? Um, I mean, a bit. <laughs> They're a bit edible. They're a bit edible. They're oh. semi-edible. It's one of those things that you could just figure out how you can prepare them yeah. so that they're kind of edible. Anyway, what's the funniest thing to have a boom of where when there's a crash, people have to start eating it to well, stay alive? I mean, tulips is already pretty funny. Already we could pretty just funny. do a sketch about that. No, I think we should pick something else. And I think it's funny if it's like something that's not particularly edible, like sponges. But, okay, <laughs> so there's a big boom. Well, could it be sponges? Oh, no, Alistair, don't say that. That's stupid. Why? No, that's but a great idea. Like, imagine somebody with a knife and fork trying to cut mm. into a sponge. Yeah. Oh. So, w- there needs to have been a boom, and yeah. then there needs to, needs to have been a bust. Yeah. Okay? So, how do you make sponges? Do you know how you make a sponge? Um, oh, do, you, do you just, like, do you just sort of take a, a plasticky foam and then just set it? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is not like this is your real sky hook solution yeah. for where the sponges come from. Okay, yeah. a plasticky foam is no less complicated than a sponge. You can't explain the existence of sponges by yeah. declaring the existence of plasticky foam. No, you got to ask where did no, you get the plasticky foam? No, I'm from? talking about. Okay, look, you get a liquid plastic. It's like saying right? where did you... the universe come from? God, God is just as difficult to explain as the universe. Andy, sorry, I just thought you would you would get it from when I said plasticky foam. But what I mean is, you you take you take a pla- a, a, a plastic, some kind of liquidy plastic, a liquidy uh, plastic. So, okay. So, no, so so basically, you take plastic, you you heat it up till it's in its liquid form. Okay. Right. Possibly, you bring it to the boil, or you whisk it up with some yes. kind of plastic you whisk. whisk. You whisk, you whisk it up, right? As it's as it's all foamy, and and I can't imagine that plastic bubbles just burst that quickly, right? No, well, it's probably a lot like making a meringue. Yeah, right. Then while it's in its foamy uh, thing, you shoot it into a mold, right? Yep. Okay, and then you cool it, or you mold it into a shoot. No, 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 Andy, you <laughs> wouldn't do that. 
No, 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 because you don't want you you don't want a chute that has bub- uh, holes in it and bubbles and things like that. Things will catch as they oh, fall down through true. the chute. Possibly sheets or mm. or uh, dirty laundry, things like that. They'll they'll hook on. They'll you'll you'll, you'll get a blockage. All right, you don't yeah. want that. Okay. What you want is you want uh, you shoot it into your, a mold. You shoot it into a mold, right? And then you cool it. You yep. cool the mold. Or, yeah, and then and then you got a sponge, right? You got yourself a sponge, and then if you have any fucking sense at all, you glue a scourer to that shit because a sponge on its own, we should all accept, is fucking useless. Oh, you pretty. want a scourer on the other side? Yeah, uh, unless yeah. you know. What about for mopping floors? No, floors, you never have a scourer on there, need, do you? you? Just put the scourer there. All right. Trust me. At some point, there's going to be a bit of stuff that's stuck to the floor. You're going to want to flip that sponge over and have a bit of scrubbing power because a sponge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've moved past the age of mere absorbency, okay? This is the era of the iPhone. Everything's got to have more than one function. Oh, yeah. Okay? It's like having a watch. That's why I have a scour on the back of my iPhone. Yeah, I have a watch on my sponge. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I keep a close watch on this sponge of mine. Yeah. I keep one eye opened all the time. <laughs> because you're mine, sponge. Okay. I so, walk the line, sponge. But th- There's a sponge boom. There's I, I, a sponge bust. Everybody's eating sponge. Write it down. Right. It's a great idea. <laughs> Write it down, Alistair. But, Andy, why do we have a sponge boom? Sponge boom. Okay. Well, SpongeBob. Uh, uh, square pants. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, everybody. Okay. No, look. What happens is, okay, people realize how useful sponges are. No, aesthetic. Okay. There has to be something more than just their mere use, right? For there to yeah. be a boom, there has to be hype. Okay. There has to be. Um, so it's it's got to be kind of new and exciting, right. or or there's a renewed interest like yeah, like Tarantino interest. features sponges in his new movie. <laughs> mm. You know, yes, because like, you know he, he revives people's careers. Well, why couldn't he also <laughs> revive industries, whole so, industries? Like it's like uh, it's the John Travolta <laughs> effect. Yeah, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino puts sponges in his latest film. Yeah. This is a funny idea in itself, right? <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> and yeah, or like um, Pez dispensers in uh, Seinfeld, right? The yeah. Pez. Oh yeah, the, oh, they, they, oh, they would have re. Got Pez, a, got I, a, I think there was a big Pez boom. I know I was back into Pez. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Like and, and my friend, he was giving me Pez. It was Pez everywhere. Pez everywhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it it it. it Quentin Tarantino just puts. I don't think it can be sponges. No, but look, Andy, it can be because look, okay. I don't so think sponges are recently, on the way out. Recently, Tarantino's uh, film's new film script was leaked, right? Yes, uh, for, and somebody for, used a sponge for, to mop it up. No, for eight. For, oh, <laughs> no, that's good though. Uh, for eight hateful men or something like that. Really? The, yeah. Is, that, or, or the hateful happen? eight. Yeah. Yeah. The hateful eight. He gave it to six. Uh, Actually, this is really funny. People have read it and they've noticed that there's a big, uh, there's a common occurrence of sponges in the thing. Uh, a lot of people in the in the industry are speculating that this will create a renewed interest in sponges. They're buying up big on sponges, increasing the price of sponges. People are <laughs> turning over their factories to sponge manufacture. And yes. then, oh yeah, and then turns out, then he ha- but then the 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 sponge movie leaks. Yes. Right? Okay, cause, and it leaks to some people, and then he goes, well, fuck it, I'm not going to make it. I'm just angry that I sent this script to six actors, yeah. right? And then So I fu- there's the bust. Yeah, so there's the bust, right? Everybody, right. It, it spread too quickly. The sponge people are too responsive. 
Factory, our, our, our factories have become too responsive. Yeah. They put all their money into sponges. It collapses. Either that or he actually ends up making a movie that has sponges in it. Yeah. And uh, the uh, people end up, like, you know, the, the sponge people again uh, make sponges. Uh, they, 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 they think, you know, they think it's going to take off because people are talking about sponges yeah. online, on Twitter. You know, turns out that's not sponges as good. Sponges are trending. Yeah, sponges <laughs> are trending. Uh, turns out that's not as good of a... Uh, a predictor as they thought, yeah. right? Whole sponge industry collapses. Australia covered in sponges. Yeah. Right? Uh, people, all they're left is to eat sponges or anything from the supermarket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, sp- the supermarkets are full of sponges. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, the fresh produce, which is now all, all artisan sponges. Artisan sponges. Locally made. Great. Um, yeah, I like this. And I like that the movie actually gets made because that way we get to show little clips of the film. Yeah. And do a bit of quack Tarantino dialogue and just have the sponges in the film. Yeah, they're just a sponge. Oh, maybe they get Otto, Otto from The Simpsons. They get a real-life version of him uh, in there, right? And he goes, a sponge! And then he punches a wall like that. Because that, that was maybe the like what, 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 what started the idea, was it? The way that he he didn't like people didn't like being called sponges. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? No. When Homer called it's when Otto's living at the the Simpsons Which one's place. Otto? He's the bus driver. Oh. Okay. Oh right. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he lives with them for a while, and then at one point Homer calls him a sponge. Oh. Sponge like that. Does he My, punch the wall? Yeah, he punches a wall. Oh. And then he goes and gets his driver's license from Patty and Selma. <laughs> but oh, that's right. And then he. Uh, he doesn't actually pass his test uh, the technical way, but because it's it's based off a uh, a joint hatred of of Homer, yeah, uh, she she completely gets dis- distracted and she doesn't give a shit. She's just giving him uh, a passing score anyway. Great, yeah, that was a good summary. That was a nice place for that to end with yeah. a summary of a Simpsons episode. Yeah, did you write down the Tarantino, the oh, word yeah. Tarantino? Uh, yeah, Tarantino. Uh, and the Tarantino film would be called uh, Dry Reservoir. Dogs, the reservoir is dry because uh, we of the sponge. No, it would be called uh, Inglorious Sponge. Do you think he would he would just give it a name similar to one of his yeah. other yeah. other movies? Because he's big on references to other films. Yeah, that's true. It's the thing yeah. that he does. You know, Django was a reference to Django Unchained, or Django Unchained was a reference to Django, or whatever the film was called. Yeah, and the Hateful Eight would have been. Um, a reference to the Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, no, no, I reckon yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean that would have been oh, would have been great. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I think it was going to be really great. He's just upset now. He's going to oh, release is it he as a book. Actually, not going to make it. Yeah, he, he's not going to make the film. Yeah, he's going to release it as a book or whatever now instead. That's crazy. Yeah, man, that guy. Yeah, he's just like ah, he's just upset that like because he only sent it to th- six actors. He sent it to six actors, and then uh, does and then he know which one leaked it? One other people leaked it. Um, one of their people. Yeah, like I think <sighs> people. Yeah. Oh well, that's the, that's the problem. Is that you have people. These are my people. Is that there's just no easy way of just contacting people directly when you're an actor in Hollywood? I guess unless you're uh, Bill Murray, who has his own one eight hundred line, and that's how you contact him. What does one eight hundred mean? Is that like a reverse charge? Kind uh, and of it's thing? a free thing. It's just a oh. free number. Okay. Yeah. So does that mean anyone can call Bill Murray for free? Yeah, and leave a message on his thing. If wow. you know his message. If, if his, you, you know, his, know number. his number. Yeah. That would really oh. ruin his system if the number If somebody leaked out. it. Yeah. If they leaked his number. Yeah. Like a sponge holding too much water. 
I've got your number, mate. So I can call you later on and tell you what a great job you're doing. Oh, thank you. Well, you could just tell me right now while we're face-to-face. No, no, no. That would be awkward. Yeah, well, of course. So, you I've got your number. Great. Where does that come from? I've got your number. It sounds like he's like a, a British guy. You know how like the British seem to like value people that are ard? Ard? You know, oh, he's hard. He's well ard. He's well ard. Yeah. Yeah, and one of those guys who's just like, oh, I used to punch people. And I've written a book about it. You know, and they call him the Don or the, yeah, the and Boss then they, or the... then they really like him. Yeah. That's a that's a weird thing. Like, okay, okay, so could we have a sketch where someone becomes a celebrity from being a, an ard man? Yeah. He's an ard man. He's ard. He's an ard man. Yeah. And he gets big. Yeah. Right? And then uh, what is he going to do with his fame? What is he going to launch a career as a... Uh, as a as a chef, as a celebrity. Yeah, chef. I was thinking that. Uh, uh, as a dancer, as a he releases an album but of he, songs. He does everything, but he does it hard. Yeah, well hard. Well hard. Um, yeah. Uh, like I don't know, like just things like you know, but everything is kind of like too masculine. Like anything that that would suggest any kind of femininity, yeah. he he kind of doesn't he like. Rejects. You know, like let, let's say he does do dancing, but he's mostly just kind of standing around twirling a woman. <laughs> Or he's just pointing at people and they start to dance. Yeah. He shoots guns at their feet and makes them dance. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Dance Boy Dance. Dance Man. Hard dance. Um, Or he... It's not that he's so he's this super masculine guy who's come from this criminal underworld, Mm. but then he's he's got a show that is not... Super masculine. You know? Okay, so it's like a lifestyle show, sort of yeah. like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. Um, and but he just he mostly just stands around while his aides kind of just uh, <laughs> like like his goons. G- give all the advice. Yeah. Yeah. Or just people he's hired. Yeah. I think he's hired goons. So he's kind of like Bruce Willis in the most recent uh, uh, Die Hard film, where he doesn't really need to be there. He's mostly just standing behind the guy. Who the script, the action movie was actually written, written for, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, and then he just occasionally like throws in a line like, "Yeah, oh, that's great, motherfucker." Yeah, oh. asshole. That's my Bruce Willis. Yeah, no, I think there's something in that. You think so? Yeah, I don't know, Andy. It's quite a sketch. Yeah, let's not let's not do it. We, we're we're better than this, Andy. Oh, okay. I feel like we're we're letting our standards drop sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> of course. Sometimes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You can't keep your standards up all the time. Oh, you can. Okay. Well, if you work really hard. No. But the thing is, that's that's difficult to do. You've got to take a lot of focus. I don't have that focus, Andy. I was just trying. That was me trying to correct the focus. Oh. We You're like, like an optometrist. Yeah. For concepts. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we do a sketch a set in an optometrist? I'd be, I... I I've spent a lot of time in optometrists. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got quite bad eyesight, and yeah. uh, you know, used to go every year at least. Yeah. To the optometrist. Well, that's I guess. That's and like uh, get a new pair of glasses. Of course, yeah. Um, every year a new pair of glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Well, we had health insurance thing, mm. which entitled us to some if we got the cheapest ones, and the health insurance and the Medicare would cover getting a new pair of glasses every year. So you'd be a fool not to. Yeah, absolutely. To refresh the line. Yeah, of course. Um, A fresh new look. Uh, The worst time I ever went to the optometrist, you're in quite a confined little room there with the optometrist. And as soon as I got in 
to the optometrist rooms, it became clear that the optometrist had just done a really, really bad fart. Wow. And I was just sitting there with him getting me to focus on different oh. letters and stuff, and I smashed that one out. I was so quick. Yeah. It was like, uh, is it look better like this? Or like this one, this one, that one's better. The first one, second one. Third one. Do you think your pa- your panic kind of came through? I, I think at, at the end he said, "Wow, you were really good at this. You must have done this a lot." And I said, "Yes, yes, yes. It wasn't uh, your disgusting fart yes. that made me want to <laughs> speed up the process." <laughs> maybe his nose was blocked and he didn't realize. Um, maybe, maybe he needed a pair of nose glasses. <laughs> he couldn't focus on the smell. Or at least, you know, or only one of them was blocked, so he just a nose monocle. No, monocle. He he couldn't smell depth. <laughs> one of his nostrils. <laughs> one of his nostrils. He was essentially nose blind in yeah, one nostril. in one nostril. And, and <laughs> it made it really difficult for him to tell how far away smells were yeah, coming from. Or, or, or what direction they were coming from. so he didn't know from. that it was his stinky fart. Um, uh, someone who's who's lost their... There's become blind in one nostril is yeah is funny in some way. Look, okay, I'll write that down. I think that's a really? funny. Okay, yeah. blind in one nostril. Blind yeah. in one nostril can't smell depth. Smell depth. Okay. Or direction. Or direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's what what the second ear is for. So it's kind of like. It's really like playing with uh, we're, all we're, those concepts. Yeah, both vision and ears. All of those concepts. Yes. And tongue taste. Tongue taste. I mean, if you have a forked tongue, does that help you taste? It um, actually might. Um, mm. well, well, snakes, right? Yeah. They have a forked tongue, and they use their tongue to sort of smell the air. Mm. And they... They waft it around and up and down and stuff when they're smelling the air, and they got that fork. I reckon there's a very good chance that that somehow allows them to detect what direction. Yeah, just slightly stronger from. on one side than on yeah. the other. I mean, that would be crazy, but it's not so crazy. Yeah, and also because our noses, they just come like they they just meet up into in, uh, up the back anyway, don't they? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, how far does the cartilage go? I feel like it just becomes one tube. One tube. It kind of feels pointless to have two nostrils. It would be easier if we just had the Apparently one. Apparently, they cycle. Apparently, at any given moment, you're only ever breathing through one nostril and one no- the other nostril. So they switch on and off. I wonder whether other people's noses are constantly as kind of blocked as mine. Yeah. Um. Uh. My mum had a friend whose nose was blocked a lot. She had really bad sinus things, and she had lots of operations over. So I don't want to go through that, really. I think I'm no, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want you to go through that. My noses aren't really... I would not wish that on anybody. My nostrils aren't that blocked. Like, I'm getting some... There's some air passing through. Yeah. So, But that's good, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah pa- just passing through. Just, pa- just passing through. Just passing through. Yes, excuse me. Oh, it'd be terrible if, if uh, air molecules had a had a personality yes. and were really polite and felt the need <laughs> <laughs> to greet you every time you walked past yeah. as they just passing through oh hello but of course if there's some that are don't just don't mind pass- me they would say <laughs> as they got out of your way of the way of the plane wings as you threw, flew the, through yeah. the air on your airplane <laughs> every time you pass through <laughs> well, I think the, the idea that they that they pass they're just passing through means that some of them might actually 
Oh, actually, terribly sorry, but we might have to spend the night here. Mm, like just that. gonna stop off if that's okay. And that's how you get stale air. Mind in if your I nose. settle down? Sorry about that. Uh, oh, just uh, I might just. Uh, oh, you know, because like, does the does the sinus? I don't know what the sinuses actually look like, but I imagine it's kind of honeycomby web. Um. I've got no idea. Yeah, like a membrane yeah, of some yeah, sort. Yeah, that, okay, like a mesh, yeah. like a sponge. A bit like a sponge, mm. right, that you have too much of. Mm. And and so I imagine some of those uh, honeycomb kind of containers, you know, the like yep. the hexagons or whatever they are, uh, the fleshy, you know, those could be like bed and breakfast. The fleshy hexagons. The fleshy hexagons of uh, the honeycomb web of the sinus. Uh, are being renovated into a uh, bed and breakfast for, <laughs> for passing air molecules that are... Uh, you know that 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 are tired from uh, f- you know uh, long journeys across. Is there some way we can make this a thing, right? Okay, so this is going to get a bit weird. But the Higgs boson particle, yeah. right, is the particle that gives molecules mass. Yeah. Right. Can we discover another particle that gives molecules a personality? <laughs> 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 and then we can watch uh, air molecules uh, yeah. talking. Uh, as they, as they go past obstacles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, the and you would think it's the one that gives them mass that gives them also their their uh, their concept of right, uh, right and wrong. Right and wrong. Maybe Justice. Because of because it's uh, the church version of religious mass. mass. Yeah. Okay. But uh, don't you know it's it's the pope it's the pope particle. I don't know why they call it the god particle because it's it's a priest or the pope that gives a mass. Anyway, um, <laughs> so okay, the we'll, we'll we'll call it the uh, it'll be the uh, obviously the Matthews Trombley Birchall uh, particle. particle. I know, you know, I I. Did. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Didn't really have that much input in the discovery of it other than uh, but well, you know. See, this is the thing. Higgs didn't have that much input into the discovery of it. Was he just either. there? He just, no, he just suggested that it might exist. Yeah. Well, great. Okay. Well, he in a way, that's the you. Existence of the particle. So yeah, I'm the Higgs. You're Higgs at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and there's no boson yet until uh, like, look, I'm. I'll be the theoretical physicist who okay. who will uh, work it out through mathematics. I don't think there was a person called Boson. Oh, <laughs> no, there might have been though. No, no? I don't think so. Oh, oh actually. I take that back. Yeah. There was a guy called Bose. It's the yeah. um, Bose-Einstein condensate. And yeah. I would say that bosons are probably named after Bose. Yeah. So there you go. Andy. You're the Bose. I'm the Bose. I want to be the Bose. I want to be the speaker system. I want to be the Bose. I want to be the Bose. I don't know what that was. Anyway, particles with personality. Per- nah, per- don't worry about it. No? No. But look, Andy, what we're doing is we're filling this thing with ideas. Filling it with eh? ideas. If you guys wanted ideas, you guys came to the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because abso- this place is full of them. Yeah, absolutely. We're full of it. We're <laughs> totally ideas. full of it. And by it, I mean... Bullshit. Uh, the thing Andy already said. Yes. Uh, so, Alistair? Yep. Favorite time of year? Oh, well, probably... Look, I think it's summer. 
Like yeah. you know, people are like, oh, I love autumn. I love spring because you know the, oh, the, the colors on the trees. There's beauties and things like that. I just like being mostly comfortable. <laughs> yeah, like you know, the early part and the late part of the summer are kind of good before it gets to the shit part, which is spring and yeah. autumn and things like that. I mean, the color of the leaves. That's got to be the worst reason to like a season. Yeah. Ugh. Get out of here. Get out of here yeah. with your color of the leaves. Well, you, so you like orangey-brown, do you? Yeah. yeah well, I'm going to pick what weather I inhabit because of the color orangey-brown. Just paint a fucking feature just, wall. Just go to the 80s. Have it all. Yes, thank you. That was the autumn. <laughs> that was the, that was the autumn. <laughs> probably more the of, 70s, maybe? That yeah, maybe the 70s. Brown. Yeah, look, late 70s, early yeah. 80s. Um, that was the autumn of the, of the tw- 20th century. <laughs> I mean that's not so crazy. Yeah, yeah. With its orangey brown tones, of course mm. the uh, the grey and things like that was sort of it was a, sort of a big winter up into the forties, I imagine. So it's like it was like a, like an, the I, w- I would imagine that the uh, that 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 the ninth uh, the twentieth century mm. was sort of like a North American sort of Canada level or Britain kind of uh, winter. A uh, winter. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So so dull. like so at least half of it was pretty much kind of a dull winter. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then, eventually and then after winter, of course, comes autumn. Yes. No, no, no. Well, look, there was the part in between. There was the sixties, uh, sixties, which was uh, would have been the springy okay. kind of summery. Yep. No, spring. Let's call it spring, yep. right? But then we skipped summer, went into autumn. Yep. And then the eighties was probably summer. Eighties and nineties were summer, summer. Right? Yep. with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air oh. and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> And sort of uh, and uh, sort of Adidas tracksuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And happy pants and fluorescent. Yeah, can't touch this on the side of parachute your pants. parachute material trousers. Absolutely, that's a summer. That was a summer. That was the summer of our discontent. Um, I, uh, I think there's something I would like to have a sketch. Yeah. Right. That focused on the preponderance. I'm going to Pre- use that word. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what if that it's means. the right word, but the the preponderance of of uh, of orangey brown in the seventies. Right? Okay, but I'd what like does what does that mean? Preponderance. Uh, abundance. Okay, yeah. It, that might not be what that means. Okay. But just the abundance of orangey brown. Yeah. Okay. In the seventies. Okay, and I, I like. It's just like a nice kind of visual thing to picture people all dressed in orangey brown going down to a, to a supermarket where that all their sort of is is like. Uh, really ripe peaches and <laughs> carrots, uh, potatoes and carrots. <laughs> yeah, and everything's orangey brown. Yeah. Well, what else could there be there? There could be a uh, sort of firewood. Mm-hmm. And fire. And oranges. So they're, they're all sitting on sort of like oh. an orange shag pile in front of a fire, eating carrots, <laughs> in a in a sort of a log cabin. Type so okay. Scenario. So look, this is the sketch. Right. right? So uh, y- you just enter a room. Yeah. Right. Uh, the wallpaper is orange and brown with a mm. kind of like a uh, beigey stripe between mm. it. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's something I remember from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, they're the brown couch, orange uh, rug on the ground. Yeah. They're yeah. S- sitting there eating carrots. There's a fire in front of them, mm. and then somebody just goes, you know. So it's mostly mostly establishing shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then one person just goes, ah, the seventies, <laughs> and that's it. I think that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right, we've got it. This is a this is a very different kind of sketch for us, Alistair. It's it's mostly a, a color based sketch. You know, it's a it's a it's a tone. Is someone wearing but a color tone? Is someone wearing tall boots, furry boots? 
Yes. It was that from the seventies? Brown. Brown. Big brown moccasins. Yeah. And a and a sort of a furry headband. Yes. What period is that? Probably more sixties. The furry headband. But this per okay. Like late sixties. Well, well, maybe we should forget the boots as well. I feel like the boots go with the headband. (laughs) (laughs) They do. They they you buy them together. They're a matching set. It'd make more sense if the if the 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 sort of the furry rug was brown. Then it could be like a bear rug or something. But I don't know. But maybe it's synthetic. I don't know. It's been achieved via a synthesis. It's been synthesized on a synthesizer. Hmm. The thing I was thinking about before with the uh, with the tulips when you're talking about that was mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of like maybe that's what's going to happen to China uh, with the creation of you know when 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 with the when three D printers become really big yeah because China is now the manufacturing place and they've got yeah. all the manufacturing yeah right. They don't have all the manufacturing, but they've got a lot of the manufacturing. They've got a lot of the manufacturing. They've got a glut of manufacturing. Mm. Okay? But once 3D printers get faster and uh, more common, you know, you can get them in office works now. Yeah. You no, them. you can't. Yes, you can. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but they're slow. You know, they, it takes ages to yeah, yeah, yeah. make stuff. But um, once you can just download the plans, you know, like basically from, so- let's say you're going, you're, you're download, you're getting a, a Sony, uh, you know, flat, you know, like, like sort of like carbonite screen uh, thing, you laptop. know, the laptop or whatever. And you, all you do is you, you buy the plans from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. online. You're going to be able to pirate, you're going to be able to pirate uh, products. products because you're going to, someone's just going to leak the plans onto, you know, and people are like, oh, well, if you don't, if you do that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway. Do you think that that will really happen? You'll be able to print out a whole laptop? Yeah, I think so. Like, why not? I guess you, like, like, I mean, that's in the, that's in the, f- in the fur- future. further future. But I mean, it's only a matter of time before, you know, co- okay, uh, instead they've just got it, it like, because to, to lower distribution costs, mm. you'll be able to just, uh, there'll, there'll be factories in, in sort of like big cities and things like that where you, they can just make them like that through uh, 3D printing of like a thing. And then eventually it'll be in the home and you'll be able to have stuff like that. Um, I don't know. This is making me kind of uh, feel a bit strange. Why? Oh, it's just everything's moving so fast, Alistair. I can't keep up. But it'll be. I don't know. It'll be good. I think it's amazing how much technology is 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 increasing exponentially. Mm. Right? It's insane. Oh, like the the yeah. the changes in our lifetime, the changes over the last hundred years. From a hundred years ago, people were alive then, and we were fucking riding horses everywhere. <laughs> and now this. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. So in ten years' time. Yeah, absolutely. You're, of course you're right. We'll be printing out everything. We'll be printing out new... Uh. It's going to be crazy. And actually, I think... I was talking with Evan the other day about this. I think maybe uh, corporations are going to start doing crowdfunding. Right? Right. And because in order to sort of... Uh, uh, basically, sort of pre prepay for things like... like uh, research and development yeah, and, and remove right. the risk of, of making a thing they're going to say hey we're making the PlayStation 6 mm-hmm. right uh, if you want one you're basically going to be pre-buying it yeah uh, and then before they've even designed and made it yep. uh, of course they'll have I think there'll be less pressure for them to make something super good because uh, it, they'll already get a lot of the money that pays it off at the beginning you know what I mean I don't know so they won't make something super or, good or, or maybe they will maybe they will maybe, maybe they'll have to maybe they'll have to have the 
because then also the like the 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 a c a triple c and things like that will have to like you know hold people to what they account. what they promise right. yeah hold to them to account to what they promise beforehand mm -hmm. and then when what they produce so I guess they'll have to come out with basically a uh you know, a specification schedule or, or you know, or, or, or thing, and then they'll tell you what it is, and then they'll get you to pre pre buy it, or right. you'll be able to pre buy it, and then later on you'll be able to buy it afterwards. But that'll you know, uh, because I think if there's going to be pirating of of s like actual products, products, then they're going to need a system like that to sort of uh, make sure that everything is at least break even point. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I don't know. That's just an yeah, idea. Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting idea. Mm. Is it a sketch, though? <laughs> well, w imagine that doing science fiction, doing a thing that is science fiction of actual sort of economic, <laughs> and and like I mean, could we? Because I, I always like the idea of us doing science fictiony type sketches uh, that are kind of thinking about where the future is going to be, but in a kind of realistic way. Yeah. Um. I don't know what what what. How would that be funny? Yeah. Um. Well, okay. The idea of a a corporation crowdsourcing something. At the moment, that seems like it could potentially be funny. But I think what you're saying is that it's not that ridiculous, in which case it's harder to well, make it funny. how about this? Um, this is what it is. It's one of the... It's one of the factories that has the, the giant 3D printers to make the uh, Sony sort of flat screen, you know, carbonite screen that, that you can roll up. You know, right. those kind of like, you know, those paper thin carbonite screens that they're talking I've about? I've heard about this, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 the, it's the 3D printing factory that, do, that makes those for, let's say, Melbourne. Yeah. Right? They're going out of business because the 3D printers are now good enough in the home. Mm. And, and so it's this particular company is collapsing. Right. Right. So we're looking ahead. It's basically like the sort of the the collapse of the automo uh, automotive manufacturing industry in Australia. Yeah. But it's it's them and the guy going these goddamn three D printers in the home are ruining our industry. And look at all these people that are going to lose their jobs. And there's like just five guys there. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I mean, this is almost. I don't know how you would make this a movie or. I mean, a movie. well, it could, it could be it. Look, it's a sketch. It's a movie. It just feels like it's a lot to establish. Yeah. Yeah. For. Yeah. Uh, well, it's certainly more complicated than our golden brown sketch. Yeah, uh, no, orange, orange and brown. brown. Oh, look, we'll have a golden brown sketch. We'll absolutely, brown, it'll obviously. be about it'll be about uh, cheese that's toasted perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the seventies. Mm. It'll be a ah, tuna cheese it, on toast. Obviously, it'll be a tuna mornay. Oh, of course. You see? Yeah. And then pulling it out of the oven. Pulling it out, and then somebody goes, "Ah, oh, the seventies." <laughs> what is green? They say. What is green? I don't understand that at all. No, okay. What well, does it's, that mean? It's, I think there's like a scene in a, a famous scene in a movie where someone emerges from some kind of isolation, but they don't really understand a lot of concepts. Maybe they've been in some kind of totalitarian society, and yeah. they say, "What is love?" Because <laughs> they don't know what love is. Is that is this something that already exists? Yeah, I think so. Can we just make a series of sketches based on on that kind of idea? Yes, we can. Um, it's a guy who's just dressed in. Sort of gray, sort of like a like a communist kind of yeah communist grays. Yeah, uh, com there's there's a communist gray. I don't know if they've got it on the on the sort of the paint color palette. On the color wheel. Yeah, but there's definitely a communist gray. It's mm. kind of a bluish gray. Or no, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, maybe a kind of a grayish blue. Anyway, yeah. Well, look, but then he, you know he wouldn't ask what is blue. No. Because <laughs> he's got a little bit in his gray. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just comes out and he just asks what is very uh, simple things. Like, um, because all he knows is work, 
and uh and obedience mm-hmm. and uh gray i wanted to like i wanted i wrote down a thing once and this is might be uh, too silly right but like the idea of switching on a robot right Mm. And you would expect the first thing that it would ask would be, what is love? Right? Yeah. Obviously, everyone would expect that. Well, everybody wants to know. <laughs> you switch on the robot, the robot says, Baby, don't hurt me. What is scat porn? <laughs> <laughs> but does it like... Okay, so you turn it on and it just goes downloading yeah. information. So it just mm. downloads all the information of yeah. the internet, you know, of, of, of the world. And then it goes, what is... Scat porn. That's the only clarification it needs. Yeah. You just have to try to explain it. <laughs> How am I going to explain this to my robot? <laughs> um, I, look, yeah. I feel like that's a sketch. Okay. Do you think that's a sketch? The robot? Yeah. What is scat porn? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a weird one. Um, just the it's crazy that you're turning on the robot before he asks that. Yeah. Like the is that a play on the concept of turning? Something yes, on? because I feel like, well, I guess maybe even when you're turned on, you would be confused by scat porn. <laughs> yes, um, it's a, <sighs> but it's 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 strange because I don't know if it'll work one hundred percent. Just because does everybody know about the what is love thing? You know, because I feel like it is a play on that. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it works independently. But anyway. You know, who knows? I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of like trying to just explain anything to a child. Mm. <laughs> I think someone who struggles to explain things like the the there's also the the thing about you know with homosexuality and people saying how will I explain this to my kids? Yeah. You know, gay marriage. How will I explain this to my kids? Um, mm. And that attitude. Well, somebody already has a very good stand-up w- comedy bit about that. So. Yeah. Well, what about like somebody who has to write information in such a way that robots would understand it? Like, okay. like how would you explain stuff to a robot so that it could understand it based off? How will I explain compl- this to my Roomba? <laughs> <laughs> How am I? How would I explain this to my pug? Yeah. How? How would I explain this to the microchip that controls my washing machine? Like, how can I put this in terms that something that only understands hot and cold and duration and spinning would understand? You didn't just add that. Hmm. Just add that. You gotta add that. You gotta add it on. Um, yeah, explaining things. How will I explain this to my dead goldfish? <laughs> Andy. Hmm? What do you like? What do I like? Yeah. What do I like? Uh, I guess I like short walks on the beach. Ugh. I mean... You feel bad about that? Well, I tolerate short walks on the beach. I used to have to go for so many walks on the beach when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, because uh, my mum loves collecting shells and just <laughs> so much time walking up and down the beach and trying to be enthusiastic about collecting shells. And I guess I, I sometimes it was all right. What age do you think? Fun. At what age do you think you realised you didn't like walking along the beach and collecting shells? I mean, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more now than I did. No, but like, 
Do you think you're one of the earliest people to realize they didn't like walking along the beach and collecting shells? I could have been a child prodigy of walking along the beach collecting shells and Absolutely. realizing that I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, but no, but seriously, how old do you think you were? What's, a, what's, a, what's the opposite of a child prodigy? Like somebody who, from a really young age, it became abundantly clear that they were never going to be good at something. Um, right? Like a child notagy. Like, yeah, uh, latency? What's latency? Yeah, latency is sort of a waiting a period before you realize something. So like a child failure or like a child, uh, what's the opposite of a prodigy? Somebody who has got absolutely no skills in a particular area, right? Doesn't, I don't An quite know. An idiot? What, a child <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but I, I, I like that. There's something in that. Like, uh, yeah. Know, from the earliest age, it became clear that he was terrible at the, the opposite, piano. The opposite of a, a prodigy. Yeah. yeah. He... Uh, <laughs> um, my son, uh, we had a... We, we were at uh, the recital hall and my son, he was very curious. He was only two years old and uh, I took my eye off him for a, off him for a second. He, he crawled up onto the seat of the grand piano and there was a... Uh, and just started playing on the keys and actually uh, the it just so happened that the conductor of the London Symphony Orchestra was walking through the hall at the time and he came over and he said your son is terrible at he the is, piano he, he, he is will... way worse than anybody <laughs> who's ever not touched a piano before in their life I have trained people from zero yeah. to to genius. Yeah. And I have never heard somebody so bad. So bad. <laughs> Just like his hands move in such a way to suggest that he doesn't have the fingering te technique to even learn the most basic hit one key at yeah. a time. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's instinctive. In him, like I don't think even he would be able to explain what he's doing right now and how it is so bad. The way that he hits multiple notes that are so unharmonized with each other. His his tiny fingers shouldn't be able to stretch to such a discordant point. Madam, your son is the anti Mozart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll yeah. Child failure at the piano. Brilliant, right? It's just brilliant. It's just so good. Um, I learned the piano a fair bit uh, for a couple of years, and I remember nothing. I remember absolutely nothing of what I learned. Yeah, I learned it for quite a few years as well. Did you really? Yeah. My mom, that and guitar lessons for a while. Like, I'm not sure if they were community or what, but... I think they were community stuff. What's community stuff? Like, just kind of like, you know, run by the city or whatever. It was just kind of... Free? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it was free. I think I imagine she paid something. Right. But maybe, yeah, maybe just a sign-up fee. and then. But I think most of the stuff was probably subsidized by the city. Yep. And Because uh, the city wanted people who could play guitars. Yeah, because I, I think I remember my mom having to line up, like... Like a bread line. Yeah, like a bread line. <laughs> oh, they had to, to get the last guitar lesson out of Saigon. Yeah, and uh, I just didn't practice either. That was mostly what it was. I feel mm. like my 
my laziness and my lack of work ethic was instilled in me really early. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And people were encouraging me to work harder and I didn't. But what's great though, what's great though is that in the real world and in, and in uh, things like stand up where everybody is self motivated and self, uh, that, that it seems like most people don't work that hard and that, and that's, uh, helped me stay afloat. Yeah. 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 It's, It's, been a real advantage to me mm. is everybody else's laziness the sea of mediocrity yeah no not mediocrity though i mean that's the thing people have moments of brilliance right mm. so like people are sustained by moments of inspiration um that keeps them bobbing along from point to point and everybody can have a moment of inspiration yeah and so a lot of people are, have got some really really good stuff but nobody's working that hard are they i don't think so so they definitely have a lot more good stuff if they're working a lot harder i heard a guy's theory that it was like rather than people being geniuses you're capable of catching genius like you can you can see a good idea and recognize it as a super good idea yeah yeah, yeah. and then develop it yeah that's, that's kind of that's not bad that's almost better it's almost mm. better than the fact that that, that 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 you would just be a genius, but I guess that's basically the same thing as well. Because, but but I think it's it's the difference between your brain is creating these amazing ideas and you're responsible for it, mm. or your brain is creating amazing ideas and the your conscious self is the part that just uh, capable to see and then kind of play with it. And, yeah, you could have been a child prodigy of justifying not working to yourself. I think I was. <laughs> Man, I don't know what the fuck I've done with my life. <laughs> like, I'm happy where I'm at, but it feels like I've just wasted so much time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry we got to this point, Alistair. <sighs> um, yeah, I feel like that a lot of the time as well. Mm. But I think that's just, just natural. If you always want more, you know, to more for yourself, like to, to do better stuff, yeah. then, you know, it's natural to look at what you've done and if if you are getting better as well, I think that's a you know a sign that you are getting better. You know because you're making progress, so you're looking back at things that you've done in the past mm. and being like, well, that wasn't very good, and therefore dismissing it. But of course, it's part of the process. Yeah, it's part of the process to get where you are. Also, you're a massive failure. Also, yeah. yeah. Look, look, I'm just going to set my aims higher. Okay. Just set my aims higher, so that way, uh, my, uh, you know, because it's like it feels like like progress is just a slow drift towards mm. whatever goal you're trying to mm. head towards mm. right so if you just uh put your your goal higher uh you'll your, your sort of drift angle will be slightly uh more steep will it uh, maybe or will it just be more distant uh but you know like this i'm talking about angles here right yeah, so let's say there's a right angle of, of but uh, this is assuming of, that you've got a limited period of time in which to reach your goal which i do you are going to which I do. I only have my lifespan, Andy. <laughs> I am limited by the fact that we have to die. <laughs> oh, imagine it, how lazy we would be if we didn't have to die. <laughs> Super lazy. Imagine being a thousand years old. <laughs> You're just going to get around and to doing things. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll do it. I will. I think be a thousand years old and saying, yeah, I think I'm going to try stand-up comedy. Yeah. I think I've got to work harder, harder on my stand-up comedy. It's ridiculous to imagine. Do you think maybe like, it's something you could have as a, va- a vampire sketch where the vamp- it's a vampire who's just trying to do things with his life? Because that's the thing you do with the vampires. Oh, is they, they never, live forever. They, they li- would never do anything. Yeah, but like, but vampires that are actually trying to achieve something with their yeah. lives. and Or, or, or they're a thousand years in and they're going, oh, I should find something. That's really good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like this is, a, this is a fun take on the vampire concept. 
and it is a concept. Um, and you know we can get in the Twilight people; they'll love it. They'll oh, love. They'll get on board. Seeing their uh, that's why people because people say because I think in the Twilight movies, right, Robert Patterson, who whatever his Edward Cullen, his character, yeah. right, is still in high school or something. Right. And everyone's like, he's thousands of years old. Why is he still in high school? It's because he's going to live forever. He's just not motivated yeah, he's to just, do anything. He, you would still be in high school if you were going to live forever because you would never do any assignments. Yeah, why would you work? Why would it's you like, run? I've no got hurry. plenty of time. I'm just, I'm, I'm just hanging out here with high school chicks. Yeah. Um, Maybe we wrap this guy up. Do you think so? Down. Yeah, wrap him up. Yeah, all right. Let's do just it. Wrap all right. him up so here a, we go. In a carpet and throw him over into the sea. So sort of like the uh, we got sketch one is sort of like the uh, the, the the Holland uh, the Dutch uh, tulip boom sponge boom. Uh, we've got the sponge boom and, and sponge boom and bust, and we end up eating sponges because that's all we've we've put all our manufacturing mm-hmm. and uh, land harvesting into sponges, mm-hmm. uh, and that's all caused by a Tarantino featuring a, a sponge in his latest movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got. <laughs> Uh, we got uh, blind in one nostril, can't uh, smell depth or direction. Uh, we got the orange and brown. Ah, okay, the seventies. With, with the blind in one nostril guy. Yeah. I'd like to see how that would manifest, right? Like, is he reaching for really good smelling things and not being able to grab them or something? Because he's still got vision. So how yeah. does this? Anyway, maybe. It's the wrong question to ask. <laughs> he closes his eyes to smell something. Yeah. Like to stop and smell the roses. Uh-huh. But then he kind of like, he closes his eyes and then he, he lowers his head, but he misses them. Misses the roses. Face lands in the dirt. Classic. <laughs> 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 uh, we got, ah, oh, the 70s. Orange yep. and brown. Uh, number four is, uh, you turn on a robot that downloads the info uh, the 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 collective knowledge of the of the world yeah and it says what is scat porn because it needs extra information that's the one yeah. thing that kind of uh, he's stuck on it's the first thing that he asks I think it's funny that the robot just in general just asks all these really awkward questions that the maker of this robot who's this you know genius scientist has yeah. to then spend all their time explaining things to the robot and it only ever asks like what is scat porn? And uh, yeah, it's sort of like the startup screen, and it won't work until you kind of it clarifies these these last few logical sort of uh, bits of information. Yeah. But they're all like to do with sex, or mm. yeah, they're just really uncomfortable things for the scientists to have to explain. Yeah, but then they also have to try to understand it themselves. So they have to do. Uh, they go, ah, oh, look, it has all the information, but it's just not registering why people are doing yeah, it still. Yeah. Um, uh, we got the child failure at the piano, the anti-Mozart, and we've got vampires trying to do something with their lives but not being motivated by death. There you go. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 